Welcome to Navigating the Human Experience. My name is Aloe Maku, and I am your host. In this first episode, I would like to speak about the resilience of the human spirit. And in this time that we're in, where we're consistently being pushed to figure out what we're going to do in this ever-changing future. And my message, if it's singular in this moment, is we are full of extraordinary opportunities to awaken a sense of purpose, a sense of dignity and honor that I feel no other humans have had in the past at the level that we do now. There's a, an awakening that is happening on so many levels. So many people are finding that they don't have to keep living the way they've been living. They don't have to keep striving and competing and rushing around. Now, I can't speak for everyone, but I can say that there's a level at which we've transitioned, we've matured, and we've started to to look at things from a greater perspective. And so the intent with this podcast is not to lecture or to spiritualize or to convince anybody of anything, but more as an exploration, as a an opportunity to go on a journey together of inquiring and discovering what opportunities are there for us when we shift out of a reactive, doing, overwhelmed state of consciousness into, into a state of being that is observing, that is witnessing, that is present, that not only notices what's going on around, but also what's going on within. So I invite you to treat this not as a podcast to listen to for entertainment or even just education, but I invite you to consider it as an opportunity to experience something in yourself, whether it's through revelations about your life or reflections of things that we often forget or or mistakenly see in the wrong way, or simply a, a moment in which we recollect something or feel something graceful or beautiful in our spirit, in our heart. So before we get started, make sure you're sitting comfortably, you're in a position where you can relax your body and treat this maybe as a meditation or as a relaxation to just let go of thoughts or concerns about what's happening in the world even though we will be speaking upon directly what's happening in the world, to be able to witness it and observe it from a place of consciousness, it allows us to then reflect on things from a, from a place that isn't too much embedded in the intensity of it. Because we have to be aware of the effect that fear has upon our functioning. Fear has a natural origin. 
the instinctual fear to protect ourselves, or even the fear of losing something we love. But when we realize that what we love is the experience of living, then we also realize that fear is blocking our ability to live. Then we have to really pull some of that back, come back into a place of observation of all of that, and then discern how much energy we want to give to that fear. I just want to mention also that it doesn't really matter what kind of person you are. If you think of yourself as a spiritual person or a religious person or a meditator or a conventional person or a radical person or left or right or up or down person, what really matters is that you are a human being and that you're present. Because if you're alive on this planet right now, you're part of something amazing that is happening. I know that might sound a little crazy to say because what we see happening in the world, in the news, in the, in the hospitals, being fully respectful of everything that's going on, the experiences people are having, the, the loss of loved ones, you know, it, it doesn't come across as all that extraordinary or uh, in, enjoyable. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue reminding you of, of another aspect of this whole process that is happening. And I think it's good to notice within yourself as well that there are some amazing potential places of growth that are coming out of this, this process. There have been many, many times throughout history that we have gone through extraordinary challenges, whether it's world wars or, or even in the case of certain cultures, um, you know, genocide and, and, and famine and deaths of many people. And so, of course, it sounds maybe in one sense to be a little bit blindsided to say anything in the, in the realm of it, it's all good, and I'm not in any way saying that. But what I am saying is that as a human race, which we are all part of, we are all one with this process that we're in right now, this spring of 2020 on planet Earth, is absolutely going to transform everything we ever imagined about what the future would look like. And I really, really think it's important to take a moment to face and sit with the enormity of that. Now, each one of us being a unique being, being a unique uh, persona, being a unique soul, we're going to have our own version of what we sit with when we think about that. For some, there will be fear. For some, there will be excitement. For probably all of us, there will be many, including all of those emotions. But beyond even emotions, there's a hugeness, a vastness of, of potency that is showing up. And I really, really strongly feel that whether or not you can feel it or not, or you've touched into it or not, it's there. And I encourage you to try to tap into it. Even just driving down a road that is empty, 
in the middle of my city where I see one car off in the distance in a place where there's usually, you know, backed up traffic throughout the day. It feels like this is such a intense and yet extraordinary time. And, and not just what the physical is, is expressing or, or reflecting, but there's literally a, a texture or a dynamic vibrancy in the, the now that is unknown, or at least is not something we've experienced in this lifetime. And at the same time, there's something very familiar that is churning inside of us, some kind of recognition that there's a way that we can steer this ship in a different course than we've been than we've been heading and it it's what's amazing about it is that it fully requires collectivity it is entirely determined by how we enhance the collective conscious unfolding of that with each of our individual choices because if we were to remain sort of fragmented and unconscious, then at best we would go back to what I would see as the normal that people talk about, which is actually kind of destructive and, and depressing to see the the way that we were treating, have been treating each other and the earth and, and being dominated by by pursuits of fantasies and pleasures and and all of that, or at, at worst, it getting worse, where, you know, there's more laws that are passed to restrict our freedom and, and um, you know, mandatory things that people don't want, which I won't go into right now. But if we reintegrate ourselves through this process and really reflect on how we've been living. And then out of that, we infuse that integration, that integrity into the collective, where each one of us is representing a way of functioning that we stand for, that we require, that we demand, not in a, in a, in a forceful way, but it's that we are ready to stand for something that we've maybe just thought we were only able to dream of, but now it's like the invitation is there. There's a, there's a, a, a big pot of stone soup that is asking for the ingredients that we each uniquely have. Each one of us has a unique ingredient, a unique special thing to offer. And so if, if it's almost like the sky's the limit. If each one of us says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seriously bring the best that I have to offer, which is, is, is both in the realm of what we're going to do with our, you know, with our time and our energy and, our, and how we're going to, you know, live, but, but also like, I'm going to go deep into really uncovering who I am and really looking at who we are as humans and out of that I'm gonna deliver that into this collective energy because simultaneously to these reflections is what what I'm saying what I'm feeling what what I think we are feeling is that there it's more palpable 
this oneness. I don't know how many of you were took part in this global meditation on April 4th, but man, it wasn't even very difficult to just enter into this very, very beautiful and graceful collectivity. It felt like, you know, being on a on a Zoom call with, you know, millions of people and in each second I could feel more people getting on the call, you know, getting online. You know, the ding if you get onto a conference call and it's like, oh here we are, everybody's joining in to this to this uh, to this moment with a with a with a collective intent that is that is pure. It's coming from our hearts. It's what we truly want. It's like John Lennon said, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. So a dreamer who stands alone in a crowd of bullies might be made fun of or talked down. And so many of us have sort of had to push aside that that aspect of ourselves. And in a, in a good way, I think it's it's not always necessarily appropriate to live fully from a place of fantasy, but, but a dreamer in the sense of, of knowing what's possible and then linking collectively with an alliance of, of like-minded, like-hearted, like-spirited souls, it's, it's just strengthening that, that unification that we're all being fed by now. It's, it's like this, this reciprocal exchange solidifies and enhances and strengthens our, our unit, our network. And it's like in the political discussions, you know, the 99%. I think it's very clear that 99% of humans have the best intentions. I, I, I would even argue more. It's just some have been diverted or deviated. And unfortunately, some of those have been able to usurp and, and take command and power and then have caused many of us to be deceived. And I, I mentioned this quote recently, you know, Mark Twain saying it's it's easier to fool people than to convince people that they've been fooled. And I, I see that has been the sort of status quo of our reality and as a result of us mismanaging ourselves and, and, and allowing ourselves to be deceived, we ultimately put ourselves in a position where as a result of being deceived and then not having the clarity, we've up until now been more easily pushed to certain ways of behaving, ways of malfunctioning. And yet somehow there's this grace, there's this support, this blanket of, of energy, this higher dimension of, of consciousness that is being shown to us and, and expressed. And it's saying, what do you want? What do you really want? And what are you willing to do to bring that into reality? And what's amazing is that it's actually very simple to bring the things we want into reality. What's difficult is facing the things 
that have caused us to see it any other way. This is something my my beloved mentor has has taught us that the the natural ability for the human to be in tuned with nature with the divine power with with the ever present life force of the universe is actually very very easy it's something we have always had the ability to to link with it's like an element of of our human process our human functioning that is that is just as simple as starting up a computer it's it's just it's there it uh, doesn't fail us what fails us or what what we cause to fail us is the the layers and the veils and the delusions that brought that block us from from seeing the simple and natural way of being in communion and in synchrony in a harmonious dance with that living presence that is all around us so speaking upon the resilience of the human spirit because as a body worker of 15 years i've i've seen both how fragile and even vulnerable our bodies are how easily we can get injured or even killed in an accident and yet at the same time what i've noticed is how extraordinary resilient and determined our human being our human body and our soul is at continuing to to live at the the instinct and the the will to live and and so speaking of fear again you know this fear that comes out of the fear of death is is in my sense is directly connected to the the beautiful love of getting to be alive the opportunity to live on this planet where we have the birds and the trees and the the earth under our feet and the sun and the stars around us and above us gracing us every day and the air and the water and each other and all the things we create this is such a immensely awesome opportunity and again to be alive at this time as intense as it is right now and trust me i think every single one of us has gone through every kind of whirlwind in the last month that it can be imagined firstly because who saw it coming i mean almost none of us right and then also secondly we maybe had a thought that there would be some you know potential big changes in our lives but then actually witnessing how they played out and are still playing out and then all of the challenges and emotions and and up upheavals that that has brought i mean this is this is something quite quite immense but i i want to return to this understanding that 
we have this amazing ability to adapt and to be resilient. And it's not just in our ability to, to survive or to change our behaviors here and there, but I mean, literally, the, the, the power that our spirit wields, the solidity in the face of all kind of things that we have is incredible, it's beautiful, and it's important that we honor it, that we cherish it, and that we, we recognize, like I said earlier, that if we take this living, vibrant essence and we channel it or we, we curate it to be offered, to be enhanced and to then to enhance the rebirth of this unified expression of human potential by each one of us like as a as a link in the chain and as a, a, a space on the wo the woven interwoven web of reality each one of us has a has a special gift a special aspect that is needed to to create this tapestry of life and that's the empowerment it's take time to tune into the place in which you are supposed to be expressing and and deliver that offer that give that present that to the collective unfolding experience and at the same time receiving receiving grace and power from being a part of that being a part of that alliance that that network that system that is natural just like a like a herd of buffalo that protect the youth but really all or, or any animals that, that, that travel in in flocks and herds you know there's a lot of talk like oh we're being herded being herded like sheep well it really depends on who's herding because yeah if you're thinking of domesticated animals they get herded into pens and and they're trapped but wild animals don't mess with the herd they'll trample you down so we have to we have to break those fences open and i don't mean in some kind of aggressive you know revolt like a protest where we use a lot of anger to get what we want because those often go the wrong way people get hurt i'm talking about tearing down the walls inside ourselves that have kept us domesticated have kept us enslaved to a system that does not support the collective functioning and does not support the individual expression and that's what it comes down to we're we're at a time now where we're ready to unleash the fle the fury of our wild nature but in an intelligent way an intelligent way that is based in consciousness and love and mutuality so i'll leave it there for now and in my next episode, I'll pick up 
where we left off with some some additional elements to further this process within each one of us and, and collectively. Thank you.